good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Once again, my friends, uh, we are back with a fantastic, fantastic edition of Phantom Talk. Um, this is going to be the last one for 2020. We are, we are, you know, we're just ending the year on, on a high note. Uh, we're going to try to talk about the things that got us through this year. Of course, uh, 2020 has been the best with the kind of description to multiple for all of us um you know um every everyone has had some t some type of struggle this year and um in my opinion art and entertainment and the various things that we love about fandom are at least definitely for me some of the main things that really got me through this year um that and then of course having wonderful wonderful people surrounding me and uh, fortunately with me tonight i have uh, three of those wonderful people with us, um, as we usually do on Phantom Talk. But of course, we have uh, with me today the YSA, my brother Josh Hardesty. How's it going? We of course also have our my fantastic sister, uh, Ray, better known to you all as Raven, but of course she's just Jenny to us. Jenny, how you doing tonight? Sup. Sup. Okay. Sup. All right, Al. Al, I hope you're sup as well. Uh, we also have the what. The exceptional red lanyard, uh, Mr. Al Manningly, uh, with us through Skype. Al, how you doing tonight? Uh, sup. I mean, <laughs> what more is there to say? That's true. That's, That's true. Yep. Jenny's over here proving me wrong already. Oh, <laughs> oh goodness. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I forgot about the new Tame Impala album. Oh. I forgot. Ooh, I would love to talk about some Tame Impala. There, there you go. There you go. He's like, mm, didn't see this one, did you? I feel like that came out a long time ago, though. February. So that was like that 10, was like years, 10 ago. years ago. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the other thing, guys, is that we're, this is going to be a, a wonderful uh, event for not just fact-checking boy, but really just fact-checking group, because they're, this year has gone on for about three decades. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, all, all of us have aged more than we probably thought we would by the end of this year. And we have forgotten so many good things that have, that have happened uh, in the world of entertainment. Um, but, uh, but yes, we're, we're going to go and jump right in. Oh, and excuse me, my, uh, my name is Vance McCarty. Uh, I'm the editor-in-chief here. Uh, you know, better known by, the, uh, by my real name of Jacob Hardesty, so these wonderful folks Are here. you better known by your name of Jacob? Yeah, you know, honestly. I, don't know. I mean, who, who knows anymore? Okay. Vance McCarty, Jacob Hardesty, who, who's the real one anymore? Who, who's the real? Um, you know, what is life? It's basically constantly that scene in Spider-Man 2 where he's looking at the two suits, you know, and that, that's pretty yeah, much me. I can see that. Know? I can see that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that one was just for you, Al. You know who I am? Um, you really want to know? Appreciate it. <laughs> what do you say, Al? I said I appreciate it. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, guys. So we're going to jump right in. Um, I did want to go ahead and make a quick statement. Um, comics were a very, very big thing this year. Um, and we we are absolutely going to be talking about comics later. Uh, we have a couple of podcasts that are actually planned um, where we are going to be talking about the, the different comics that have happened this year, um, especially in the world of the X-Men universe. Um, and then also mm -hmm. the absolutely fantastic uh, Death Metal by Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. Mm -hmm. um, and if you guys have not caught up on those, I highly suggest you do, do that as soon as you can. The X-Men books and Death Metal metal in my opinion those have been the best of the year um mm. I, I really i really think it'd be, it'd be you'd be hard pressed to, uh, to find to find something something else that you 
that you would say is better or or that you would or really hard pressed to find a reason to say that I would be wrong on that. Um, but I highly suggest you check those books out, get caught up because whenever we do talk about them, it's probably going to be a, a kind of a spoiler cast kind of thing. Um, cause both, both series have had massive, massive reactions for what, what will be happening in, in both of those universes going forward. Would you agree, Josh? Yeah, I'm early depressed. I've already, that was 50% of what I was going to talk about. So I just, I must be depressing for the rest of this podcast. Oh, well that's, well, that's upsetting. Like there, if there was one thing I was looking forward, it was all the X-Men titles in 2020, but there we go. Well, we, we I'm just messing with you. It's off. okay. You We're know, fine. We, we have other things coming forward. Although, if, if the podcast was things that get you through 2020, I will. That, that will be my plug. Uh, X Men was definitely one of them. X Men was yeah, definitely one of them. Yeah, X Men was definitely one of them. I got you. You know, and Death Metal as well. But Death Metal had a had a more erratic schedule. There's literally like nine X Men book, nine eight eight X Men books we're getting now. Mm-hmm. Something like so, that. So you know, you're always you're getting an X Men fill every week if you sign up for all of them. So okay, so so, so real quick, I, I I am curious, Josh. Okay. One character that stood out for you in the X Men universe this year, Mister Sinister. Mister Sinister. Mister Sinister. Mister Sinister. What an answer, dude. No, (laughs) I hear you laughing over there, Al. I hear you all the way from Lexington laughing. I'm telling you right now, if you read the X Men books, you would be there for sassing Mister Sinister, talking about how no one will have bigger shoulder uh, pauldrons. Yeah, shoulder pauldrons than him. Okay, Okay. that's a literal thing that happens. Okay. Well, he has running. He has a running argument with uh who is it exodus yeah with exodus over who has the bigger shoulder pauldrons and it's beautiful one time he's in an alternate reality and he has to give up his cape and he cries about it and it's amazing like it's 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 the it's the best thing that's happened all year long mr sinister won 2020 for me mr sinister won yes 2020. mr sinister okay. won 2020 all right guys that's that's our first yeah. podcast who won 2020 yeah apparently for josh it's mr sinister <laughs> Um, I, I definitely agree with the X-Men books need to, need to be discussed, need to be uh, checked out. Um, you, you, you said Mr. Sinister. I'm going to go ahead and say the one that I thought you were going to say. Uh, Emma Frost has been a big standout for me this year. That's fair. Um, Emma Frost is... Her shoulder pauldrons are lacking, though. Her shoulder pauldrons are lacking, that's true. But, uh, but she, she has managed to... I mean, really, really, just have constant control, in my opinion. Um, she's and really become a genuinely like good-hearted person, um, which has kind of been happening, you know, over the last few years with the X Men books, anyways. But this, the this series of books has definitely solidified it for me that Emma is one of one of my favorite characters um, in, in the X Men universe, which is really kind of surprising, um, particularly considering there's literally everyone in in these series. Um, but Emma's definitely been a standout for me. Al, have you had a chance to read any of the X Men books uh, recently, or are you or are you waiting to kind of get caught up uh, here in the near future? Uh, I have not read any of them. Um, I'm not usually one to read a lot of X Men books, um, just because um, I've always felt like I would have to read a whole lot of what is coming out at any given time to really uh, get immersed in it. Um, However, I will say from you guys talking about them and pretty much every other host of comic book podcasts I've listened to talking about how great they are, um, they are definitely on the project I'm going to tackle um, in in 2021. Um, that and of um, the Knights of Death Metal as well. Those two are on my list for things to catch up on this coming year. Okay. 
Um, Absolutely. I, I will say, um, as far as comic books go, this year I did um, return to reading um, ongoing stuff, uh, uh, which I really hadn't for um, a couple of years now just because um, I was in grad school and very broke the last couple of years and I just I couldn't afford to. But um, yeah, I've picked up um, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, these Hydro-Man stuff um, by Nick Spencer. Um, I've really, really enjoyed uh, pretty much every Spider-Man thing I've read this year. Um, so if we're going um, comic book stuff, that's definitely been a standout this year for me is getting back into it and and having the very, very pleasant um, discovery that Spider-Man is is really, really good right now. Yeah, um, the I haven't had a chance to really kind of keep up with it as much as I'd like to. The few, I will admit, uh, when Nick Spencer first took over, there was a lot of hurt there because um, mm. um, he was, of course, the one who did Secret Empire a few years back and turned Captain America into a Nazi, and I kind of hated everything about that. Um, but oddly enough, his Spider-Man has been really good. What, what I've read of it, I actually really enjoyed. Um, and, and I remember reading it and thinking, like, Al would enjoy this, and he could probably be reading these. Um, so, yeah, no. Uh, I, d- I definitely agree with you there. Um, I will go ahead and, and just do a quick little plug um, in case anyone is looking to get into the X-Men books. Um, and, of course, there is a lot of supplemental material. Yes, obviously, there's a lot of stuff you know, years of backlogs leading up to it and everything. However, I will say that they have done a very impressive job with their trade paperbacks. Um, the first series that you need to read is House of uh, is House of X and Power and Powers of Ten, um, which comes in a big old graphic novel that they put it in the proper reading order. And the Dawn of X books following that, so it's the first run of the storyline. Um, if you get those instead of just the ones that are just about a book, so don't get like the ones that just say X Factor or just say X Force or X Men. Get the Dawn of X Volume One, and they actually have the complete story in in the proper order for you of like the the way the comics come out. Because the it's kind of the good thing and the bad thing is that you kind of need to read every single book to truly understand the entire graphic. Uh, gra- I, I don't know if I agree with that until until you got to. Uh... Ten of Swords. Yeah, you think so? I mean, Hellions pretty much runs on its own. X-Factor definitely runs on its own. The interesting thing about the X-Men books, and I think we need to move on from this pretty quickly because mm-hmm. we said this was going to be a comic Yeah, that's podcast. true. Yeah, sorry. The interesting thing about the X-Men books is that they're all really good at taking control of one aspect of what the mutants are doing. So, like, with X-Force, of course, you've got your, your hit, hit squad, essentially. With Marauders, you've got people that are basically an underground railroad for X-Men. Uh, you know, with X Factor, you've got people that are uh, uh, with X Factor. You've got people that are working with uh, uh, mutants that have recently been killed. Uh, you know, so I mean, they're uh, Hellions is just like basically if if it's always sunny in Philadelphia was an X Men comic book. Uh, you know, so I mean, you've got you've got some like really they're all doing different things. You know, and so I mean, they all kind of stand out. I don't think they intersect as much as people think they do. I mean, they do. If you, I mean, if you read them all, you're going to see things that ways that people intersect and stuff like that. But I mean, it, I think you could read, you know, a couple of them, and it wouldn't hurt you too much. Well, there you go, guys. Yeah, I mean, just if you if you want to pick up just a singular book, or if you want to pick up, 
like the full series. You no, know, either way, like you like you want to like you want to read them. Like I said, they have done a really good job with uh, with setting up with setting up the different the different graphic novels depending on the way that you do want to read them. So that's that's definitely a good thing to look into. And uh, and naturally, if you all need any help or any more recommendations on what to read or reading orders, because reading orders do get very very tricky and very very difficult uh, to navigate sometimes. Feel free to message uh, any of the fan correspondents on uh, Twitter or Instagram. We'll be happy to help you all out. Uh, but, yes, we're going to go ahead and move on. Yes, like, like I said, I, I do apologize that the first 15 minutes or so of the podcast or so are about something that we said we weren't going to talk about. But that's just kind of how we do things, you know. Uh, we just start. That's that's a part of fandom was we start talking about things and we just kind of jump right into we it. We got that real quick Marvel check in the mail right before we started. Yeah, exactly. Time. We're like, well, we got to <laughs> add something in there, you know. <laughs> podcast is sponsored but uh, <laughs> if only it dude I, i'm ready let, let, let us know um all right we're gonna we're gonna move on um so 2020 of course did affect a lot of a lot of different things through, uh, throughout the year um in the in the world of entertainment um movies i think were definitely the thing that probably took the biggest hit this year um and we are going to talk about those here in a little bit but one industry that in my opinion didn't really take as many hits or at least was still able to have quite a few fantastic releases this year was the music industry um Jenny, what were some of your top picks this year like what was what were some things that you just really enjoyed listening to this year obviously um 1975 okay. no additional form yeah. what? Um, what what <laughs> i know Dude, it's starting, right um that was very anticipated it got moved back like 85 times but when it finally came out it was my chef's kiss. Um, also, uh, Phoebe Bridgers, I think is how I say. I just recently Ooh, got into yeah. this, mostly Excellent. because of Maddie Healy. Uh, <laughs> but um, I like her a lot. Um, Haley Williams also put out a solo album, which is really good. Yes. Uh, Tamsi Impala is really good. Um, and then Dolls put out a new album, which I've only heard like one or two songs, but it's pretty good. Um, so those were probably my top picks. What was the, well, it was the first one you mentioned, so what's your, could you pick a singular track off of uh, No Song Conditional Form by 1975? A single track? Yeah. That's rough. Do it. Um, I mean, if you're too shy, um, I do love that one. Tonight, uh, Wish I Was Your Boy. Yeah. Bagley Not Net is really good. Um, I can't pick this one. Yeah. I can't. You're supposed to do the entire track I can't. Listen? Al, Al, I know you listen to them a lot. What do you have a favorite off of that album? Um, yeah. Um, I love that album as well. But um, I really think um, "A Night I Wish I Was Your Boy." I think that I think that one is just like a head above the others. It's just such a great song. Uh, within yeah. a few minutes of hearing it, um, I busted out the piano and guitar because I was. It's like I have to figure this song out and play it because it's so good. Dang, that speaks a lot of is that, is that good things with it. Yeah, <laughs> I love tonight. I wish it was your boy, uh, but I will say from the moment Jenny played, uh, if you're too shy for me, I fell in love with that song. That's true. Like yeah. that was and like Jenny. What's great about that? Jenny even knew that was a Josh song, so she was like, "Gosh, you gotta hear this song." And like, and, just, and like and you can just tell she was like. Wait till he gets to that saxophone solo. Yeah. You know, I'm like, yeah. I've got it. That's the sax solo in uh, "If You're Too Shy." I mean, that that I, I hope that dude got a lot of royalties off that song because he was, <laughs> he, it's fantastic. But yeah, if, tonight I wish it was your boy is I think one of the better pop songs been released in like probably the last ten years. 
It's just great. One song that I feel like doesn't get talked about a whole lot on that album, which I know I'm talking about this album probably way too much, but um, Roadkill. I think Roadkill is a really cool song. It's nothing like anything they've ever done before, but I thought they did uh, that genre of music justice, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. But I think they really, I think they really worked hard with this album, at least in in my opinion, to make it sound like nothing that they that they had done before. Well, yeah, every single song is like a different different sound. So yeah. Some songs are just sounds. Yeah, that's that's, you know they're creative like that. That's just the way it is. All right, Al. What, what about you? All right, Al. Let's, 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 before that argument starts up, let's move what on. What about just like, I'm bleeding? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, no violence has happened yet in the uh, Phantom Talk sound booth. Just a heads up. Uh, Al, we are going to move on, though. What, what were some of your top picks uh, for albums this year? What, what were some that you really enjoyed this year? Um. Yeah, man. So, um. I had um, a lot of albums um, I really enjoyed this year by um, a lot of independent artists. Uh, this was a really great year for independent um, music. Um, just a ton of great releases. Um, one of my favorite bands um, called uh, called um, The Mountain Goats, uh, they actually released two albums this year. Um, they released an album called um, Songs for the Ashuvine, um, and a second album just a couple of months ago um, called Heading Into Knives. Um, and the Mountain Goats have been around for a very long time. At this point, it's kind of like um, the Panic at the Disco thing where the Mountain Goats, um, uh, various band members have, have come and gone. Um, and basically, the bulk of the work is um, through um, the lead singer and songwriter on um, Darnielle. But um, those were great albums. Um, I love that band. Uh, um, the lyrics um, that Darnielle writes um, are just great. Um, another independent artist who had a great album this year was um, a guy named um, Happy Happy, um, all one word. Um, he had a great album. He capped off last year with a great album. And then within just a few months, he came out with a great album um, this year um, as well. Um, uh, the album the album title is in French, so I'm probably going to completely obliterate the pronunciation of it. Um, however, the album itself is in English. Um, it's The album's called Appel... Day. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a stab. That's how you say that. Um, the uh, the rest of the album is great. It's on Spotify. Um, I highly uh, highly suggest the song um, called um, "Have Go Bloom Will Have His Revenge." Um, it's a great um, it's, um, it's a great song. It's a great it's a great title, right? Um, yeah. And um and it's it's basically it's really creative. Um, he basically takes this song he wrote about um about like some of his um, emotional problems and struggles with mental illness and um, and writes this song about them using a bunch of references um, and similes and stuff to various um, horror films. Um, so it's like a song was basically handcrafted for me, um, essentially it feels like. <laughs> um, and it's really, really great. Um, 
Yeah, and then uh, one last one was uh, Ninja Sex Party. Uh, they're an internet-based um, comedy band. Uh, they had an album come out this year as well. Um, a track off of there that I would highly recommend is a song called um, I Want to Do Math With You. Um, it's basically like in 80s kind of like groovy kind of of song with a bunch of jokes about um math um into windows in it um they're a great comedy band um as i said the overall year has been really really good for independent bands um and artists i highly um, suggest everybody to check out independent stuff um and throw your money um that way um for sure oh and there was another album uh, that came out this year um i want to uh, unplug him because this is a um, a guy i've actually met he's super cool um he goes by the name um homeless gospel choir and um uh, he had an album this year um it's kind of like um a political album um about uh on the trump administration and various things going on in the world um and it's it's great and he is a very very cool very very humble guy um so yeah always throw some dollars towards your independent artist sale. I'll, I'll definitely be looking that up. You said Homeless Gospel Choir yeah. is the name? Okay. That's, that's an awesome name. Yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff. That, that alone would, would, would have sold me, you know, but but you also say he's actually a, re- a really nice guy and he actually, uh, is, he, is, he, is he local to uh, Kentucky? Um, no, he's actually, um, um, he's coming out of Pennsylvania, but um, he did a show a couple of years ago that I caught um, in Cincinnati. Um, okay. um, and afterwards, he kind of like hung out um, and talked to a bunch of people. Um, he's really, really cool. Very, very humble dude. Very That's talented. Awesome. Let's go to um, I also forgot to mention the weekend and Fleet Foxes. They put out oh, yes. they yeah. put out uh, new stuff today this this year. But the year's been so long, I forgot. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> but those are both fantastic albums. Yes, absolutely. Gosh, what you got, man? What, what, what do we think about music this year? Yeah, I, th- I thought, uh, you know, I, I I did say I thought it was kind of a, a, a down year uh, for music before we started. But I know I started thinking about it. There was a lot of good stuff. And I think it's just that the year went on so long, it seemed like that music was few and far between for me. Um, but I, I, you know, Tame Impala came out and have a new album this year, and I'm I'm that guy. You know, I am I am the person that the memes are all about who can just put Tame Impala on and just like go into a different world for a while. So, uh, so I, I'm I'm definitely a big fan of them. Uh, Jenny already mentioned Phoebe Bridgers' uh, uh, Punisher. That's a fantastic album. The title track on that album uh, is actually if is about something that happens to anyone that's ever played in bands. Uh, basically, you'll find a guy who will just follow you around and talk to you when you're trying to leave the stage or whatever and we that the the slang for them is they're a punisher because it's hard to get away from them and they just punish you with questions mm-hmm. and what's interesting is like when i tell you that you would think like phoebe Richards is kind of being mean but like what's interesting is like he's in that song uh pretending or, or like she had a dream that she was that person to elliot smith and how she had met elliot smith elliot smith probably wouldn't like her because She'd just be following him around uh, all the time and just asking him all these questions. So I just, I love that song. It's great. The That entire album is great. Kyoto was probably one of the best songs that was actually a single this year. Um, I have to mention uh, Ray LaMontagne's new album, um, Monovision. 
Uh, Jake's not that big of a fan, but <laughs> it's, it, 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 is, it is a good, it is a great album. It's a fantastic album. Um, but uh, probably the uh, the album of the year for me was uh, Fleet Foxes Shore, and uh, yeah. it's I, I don't even know if it was close, honestly. Uh, Shore was just great. Uh, technically, kind of a weird album for him because it's basically just Robin Pecknold just holding away for a while and and uh, or holding him himself away for a while and basically just writing music. But uh, the album I thought personally really spoke to all of the issues that we were having of 2020. Uh, you know, the ideas of isolation, uh, depression, uh, you know, you know, like, how are we going to get through this? But also, at the same time, I was pretty hopeful about it. Um, so that album's perfect for me. Uh, and then I don't care if it came out in 2019. The song I listen to the most, I, I don't have uh, Spotify like all you hip youngsters uh, do. I still use uh, the uh, the Napster streaming service, uh, which is a which is a very real thing that I pay for monthly. Uh, and I and I hope that they that like the other five people that that use that listen to it, uh, or listening to this. Uh, but I still use that streaming service. And the number one song I listened to was Doja Cat Say So this year. And I, Jenny said it came out in 2019. I did not remember it. I can tell you right now, the first thing you ever showed me was an Animal Crossing video mm-hmm. of all the little oh, Animal Crossing uh, people dancing was, uh, to say so. Mm-hmm. And that was, was Isabel and Tom Nook. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This boogie in behind, behind the counter. Dancing you know? to say so. And so uh, from that moment, that became one of my favorite songs. Jenny's right. She's an extremely problematic person, a human being. But that was a fantastic disco throwback song, which I'm always in the mood for. Uh, and so, uh, so yeah, the, the, that I, I, you know, music was pretty good this year i guess i'll, I'll give it okay. kid cuddy just came out with an album i forgot about that kid cuddy did just come and out it's really album. good i was actually shocked out and mentioned kid cuddy well i just keep forgetting but, about stuff but like, but the, but you know kid cuddy is a is a is a you know he, he's on a, a mainstream record label I, I didn't know if you were able to talk about people on a mainstream record label is that no, okay no no that's fine that's fine it was an excellent <laughs> album it was <laughs> You see, I'm just. You see, I'm just not. You see, I'm just not a company shill like you are. So <laughs> my mind doesn't immediately go to those kinds of albums. Is, so you know, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope we can turn that into our running game. Honestly, <laughs> I really I'll, I'll, I'll turn it to you, Jake. What did you like this year? Well, uh, be, before we continue on, uh, you mentioned an album that is that is on all four of our list uh, in the same. Way that 1975s was, um, and that is Shore by Fleet Foxes. So we'll start with you. What was your favorite song on Shore? You know, I really, I, 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 there's a lot of songs on there, but the more I listen to it, I know it's a single, but uh, you know, Can I Believe You, such an uplifting song, it's hard not to make that the favorite mm-hmm. one. And I, 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 they, all Fleet Fox albums do this for me at least. They all just kind of run into one mass of really pretty harmonies that are just mm-hmm. being launched at you. But I thought Can I Believe You, particularly when it came out and what that song is about, which is basically about asking, you know, if you can even trust yourself anymore after all this crap that has gone down this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, just kind of the hopeful nature of that song to me. Um, I think that's the song that that's probably my favorite and the one I'm going to remember the most. Uh, um, so, yeah. I, 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 but, yeah, all the, every song on there is great. Every single one of them. That is, that is a good one. Jenny, what about you? What a Long Way Past the Past. Long way past the past. Okay, mm-hmm. they, I I love the like, like you were you were so close. Yeah. You, know, you were ready. You were, like, you were like he's gonna ask me. I'm so ready. Okay, a long way past the past. Fanta- yeah. Fantastic, fantastic yeah, choice. Yeah, so good. I can't believe he's probably my second one though. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So. 
Al, what about you, man? What, what was your uh, what was your top pick on, on shore? Um, uh, good question. Um, I think I'm oh, with Josh as well. I think, and I believe you is the song that's stuck with me the most. Um, um, after listening to that album, that's really well done. Absolutely, and I will, I will definitely say the Can I Believe is one of my favorites, and I do, I love that one. However, my personal favorite because because they do these with, with a few other songs where it'll start as one and then become something completely different by the end of it, um, and that's why I loved Quiet Air. Gioia, I think is how you say that. That the the second part of that, Um, and I know I'm most likely butchering that, and hopefully they never hear this. Um, But I love like the shrine slash an argument wasn't that was another great album was another great song off of uh, Helpless Blues, and I love the the fact that those those songs they they are seamless. They 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 definitely all the parts work work well together. But it's almost like they're telling a story where each where each part has a different a different melody to it, a different beat to it. It has something else to say before we switch to the next song. And I, I, I don't know. There, there was there's a something. I remember where I was at work when I first heard that, and it it literally. There, every once in a while, I hear a song that literally stunned me. That like I I because I, I like to read a lot while I listen to music or or you know play video games or something. And that's one of those where it's like you put down what you're doing and you pay attention to what's happening you know on the, and that's 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 why that's why that one's my favorite um but i do love can i believe you that is also a fantastic one as well um <clears throat> but moving on to uh i will go ahead and tell you all some of my top uh musical picks this year and i'm really surprised i'm the first one to mention this album um but college gambino's uh untitled album that came out i forgot that came out this year yeah it was yeah. like march 15th if i remember correctly. yeah and uh that was kind of an interesting one to talk about because only two or three of the songs on there actually have titles. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I know for a fact that the last track on that album is probably my favorite song of the entire year. Um, I just I just love it so much. I, I Josh Josh can, can attest. Um, there was there was a point for probably about two weeks, maybe three, where if he was riding in the car with me, that song would happen sooner or later. Um, like, it, it, it could be at the beginning of the car ride. It could be as we're heading home and I'm still driving around the block because I don't want to park until the, until, the, until the song is finished. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but that, but that song was, was, a, was a big part of 2020 for me. Um, and in fact, I think, like, in my Spotify, it was somewhere like, like it, was, it was like low tens but or it, it, it was it was like it was like low in the top ten, but it was still there. Like mm-hmm. it was still definitely there. Um, so yeah, that's definitely that that was definitely a big one. Um, of course, Jenny already mentioned uh, the weekends uh, after hours, which was a phenomenal album, and I actually felt bad because that one came out two days before the Charles Gambino one. And the college Gambino one kind of took things over, mm-hmm. and so I didn't really start listening to After Hours until probably like July or August. But once I did, then that was on repeat constantly. Um, mm-hmm. That one, that one's just fantastic. Just you know, did 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 Over Now come out this year? Yes, Over Now okay. came out this year. So so I, I will I will cap off the the uh, music by telling a funny 
embarrassing story about me um, involving weekends over now. Uh, what weekend and Calvin Harris, which Calvin I will Harris, later learn. Yes. Okay, I don't know how that song got past me. I love Calvin Harris, so typically I'm I'm all you know ready for anything he puts out. Um, but I had no clue that this song came out, and so like on Facebook, like I will be watching like Kobe Bryant videos on Facebook, and then like a, a video will come up after it. It'll be like different like memes or TikToks or whatever. And Bella Pork did a TikTok where uh, she sang that song. And then like I was like, that's a weekend song I don't know. So then there was one day where I was over here with Jake and I was like, what is this song? Help me find this song. And so like we were going through Bella Pork videos, which here's the thing, nothing against Bella Pork, but objectively not my thing. Okay. And like, we're just going through all these videos of Bella Pork trying to find this song, you know, till finally Jake's like, are you talking about the Calvin Harris song that he, that he did with Calvin Harris? I was like, I don't know. Uh, but that became one of my favorite songs of the year as well. I, mm-hmm. I, I think that, that song I actually like a little bit more just about anything he put on, uh, 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 on his, on his new on album. album. Yeah. On the album. Uh, but I just, that it, weekend's great. He's, he's a, he's on a roll, man. He hasn't put out a bad piece of music yet. You no, know? you really. I yeah. don't think yeah. so. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind that's kind of one of those things where it's you know I th- I think if your if your worst one is technically like towards the end of Starboy and it's randomly because Future is on it and he just comes out of nowhere. I love that song. I I do like the song, but I, can, I just yeah. I just I don't know if Future then just there. I, I don't know. We'll we'll just we'll leave that one for another time. Um. But yeah, no, that was that was another fantastic album this year, um, you know. And so th- those are probably my top two picks for the years: is the Weekend and College Gambino. Um, they're probably the two that I've listened to the most. Um, Nineteen seventy five is up there definitely as well, and of course Fleetwood Mac is sure. Um, but yeah, so those are definitely some fantastic ones. Um, I also just remembered. Um, I, was about, I was about to. Uh, I was about to ask everyone had any extras. Yes, go well, ahead. Well, yeah, because I just keep <clears throat> thinking of maybe we should have just done a podcast on music. Just but, music. Um, we probably should have. Do you, any of you, mostly, I feel like Al probably listens. Do you know who Jack Harlow is? Uh, yeah. Definitely know Jack Harlow. Well, a new album. How rude. How, how, what, 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 what about Al? Like, it's because it's an indie guy, isn't it? And I'm well, the corporate shill. That's yeah, what it is. Actually. <laughs> what it is. See, this is the gimmick. This is the gimmick. I, I'm telling you, we need to run with this, man. We need to run um, with this. But no, I haven't listened to it, but uh, I was just trying to look through new releases of uh, people I might have missed on my Spotify, and he apparently put out a new album uh, like uh, two weeks ago. Um, so, anyway. Actually, I like know that. I like that, Carla, a lot. See, that's... That's my thing because earlier Josh said that I was not a fan of uh, Ray Montagne or Montagne or Montaigne. I think it's Tane, but Tain. I don't know. Either way, <clears throat> I love I, I love Ray. Yes, we're just gonna call Ray. Um, my my big issue is a lot of times I will have suggestions, hear them from one of these three wonderful people, and they still might go to the weekend, and then go back to listening to. <laughs> whatever else yeah or or i'll forget between the time that they tell me and the time that what? i have my spotify pulled up or anything like that um you know so that's let's do it so that I'm definitely down. um we're gonna start playing right now no. um, <laughs> so that definitely happens to me a lot um because like phoebe bridgers is one i've heard suggested from before i've heard uh jack harlow um this year was 
the first year that I myself started getting into Father Tom Misty. And while Al, Vinny, and Josh have all told That's me man. to, start, to That's listen so to them embarrassing. so much, like they, like I just feel bad because I know that when you said that to Al, instead of getting angry or disappointed in you, he was disappointed in me because me and Al have had conversations about Father John Misty, and you were there, and apparently we're just like off in La La Land, <laughs> thinking about like you know. I, I, I don't know, but like just thinking like, oh, that sounds interesting, I, but I will never listen to it. I will never listen to it, yeah. yeah. Um, does anyone else have anything to add on music this year? M- music that they really enjoyed this year. I, I, actually, I will add this one, and everyone will think it's a joke, but uh, it, it shouldn't be. I'll probably laugh, you two won't. But uh, Mariah Carey actually re-released all of her stuff that she'd never put out, and it was amazing this year. <laughs> and it was coming out like monthly. So like every month you got new Mariah Carey B sides and I it was not beautiful. Know I did that. not know. Yeah, that. exactly. I didn't know that every That's single, great. Every single month you got new Mariah Carey B sides and like there was a lot of really good stuff on there. And and particular, I mean, if you know, if you're like me and feel like the early '90s is a really, you know, really awesome time for music that uh, that gets overlooked because everybody's just like Nirvana and Pearl Jam, mm-hmm. but like there's some really great musicians on a lot of those early Mariah Carey albums and uh, and this the the technicality of her voice on those early albums is great. So that that was actually I was really excited about that. There was a lot of really great stuff. You know, so oh, I, that that was that cool. was a big one for me. That's awesome. You know. Al, what about you? Any any extras that you have been that you thought of in the meantime or anything or um yeah so um um I do want to say about uh the new album uh, by Jack Harlow real quick. Um, I've listened to um, a fair amount of it. Um, majority of it's really good. Um, he does have a song on there that he does with um, with Chris Brown, um, and I uh, I personally can't really bring myself to listen to anything by Chris Brown. So that track is going to be um, a skip uh, pretty consistently for me because Chris Brown's a piece of crap. Um, yeah, so agreed. just a word kind of shocks me though. The wise yeah, for anybody out there I'm interested in the album. It is a good album, other than that. Um, and then um, one album that came to me as well is um, this was kind of a surprise release for me this year. I'm kind of surprised at myself who got to talk about it earlier. Um, Jeff Rosenstock uh, had an album this year. Um, he was the guy who was in. Um, he was in Bomb the Music Industry. He was in um, Antarctica of Hespucci. He's he's done a bunch of different um, band projects, um, solo projects. Um, he had an album out this year. It was really good. You cut out. You cut out. What was the first thing you said he was in? Um, he was in. Um, he was in a band uh, called Bomb the Bomb the Music Industry, um, and then he was also in. Um, uh, Antarctica of Hespucci, uh, uh, which is a great name for a band. It's a shame they don't have a lot more stuff. Um, but um, yeah, um, check out uh, the new Jeff Rosen's talk album. Um, it's really good. Uh, he always reminds me of a YouTube comment I saw once. Um, I was watching um, a concert uh, video by um, the Dollar Signs, um, and some super pretentious guy got on there. And said, "Well, this band just looks like it's a bunch of dudes up there trying to beat Jeff Rosenstock," and it's just like, I mean, it's, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's a punk band um, after the two thousands. So, 
I mean, I've I've got some news to tell you about grunge music and a band called Nirvana. Like that, that just kind of just kind of happens. But um, yeah, yeah, excellent album from him. Fantastic. Um, yeah, that's that's one of the. This entire segment is. I'm I'm really glad we we did this, um, because it really it does continue the idea of Phantom is for everyone, in my opinion. Um, especially, especially with the things that Al was saying, he mentioned Jeff Rosenstock, and all three of us looked very confused at each other because none of us have heard that name. I know Ball in the Music Industry. I do know that. I, okay, but uh, yeah. Um, but that's that's the that's one of the best parts about music is that there are so many different genres, so many different things to listen to. Um, that there are so many things that we haven't even heard of um, that are fantastic and things that we would probably enjoy. Some we enjoy, some we probably wouldn't. You know, everyone has different tastes. Um, but, uh, but definitely, uh, yeah, definitely be, um, checking out some of these recommendations from us and also please, uh, hit us up in the comments. Maybe, maybe there's some stuff that you guys love this year that we missed out on. We'd love to hear from you all. Um, but we are going to move on right now. Um, <clears throat> so the next segment, uh, television, television had a pretty, pretty interesting year, um, of course, there were some things that did get pushed back due to uh, shooting schedules uh, with the pandemic and things like that. Um, most everything that involved the U.S. shut down between March to May. Um, then other things kept getting pushed back or moved forward and things like that. Um, so what? So we're going to start with Al. Uh, Al, what were some? Do you have a certain top pick or anything this year uh, for television? I feel like we're all about to have the exact same topic, but that's okay. Well, that's, that's a possibility, but, but, but you know, I, I, I'm going to throw, throw a curve. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, um, well, barring um, the obvious um, choice, which is um, season two of The Mandalorian, um, uh, which is my favorite season of television I've watched in a very long time. Um, I'll throw out a couple of other things as well. Um uh, the official last season of the Clone Wars uh, came out this year. Um, I believe that was this year. Was that this year? Yeah, Am I insane? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was? Yeah, okay. You were, you, were, you were not insane. That was this okay. year. <laughs> okay, I wanted to make sure. This year's been 18 years long, so I wanted to make sure. Um, so um, um, I really enjoyed the last season of the Clone Wars, particularly um, the last four episodes of season seven. Um um, are just great. They're a ton of fun. Um, and while it didn't come out this year, um, I watched it for the first time this year. This is my anime um, plug uh, that I haven't had in a while. Um, uh, on my segment, um, Who Life as an Anime Fan, will return on this coming year. I've got a bunch of different animes to talk about. But um, one I watched this year with my new wife um, was Full Metal Alchemist uh, Brotherhood. Um, I had seen the original series, which if anyone doesn't know, the original series was coming out kind of concurrent to the comics that were coming out. Um, and it hit a point where uh, the TV show was getting past where the comics were, and that caused kind of a weird thing with the writing. Um, so, so FMAB is the Full Metal Alchemist series that came out 
after all of um, the manga had come out in Japan, so it had the full source material to work from. Uh, it was fantastic. Um, it's on Netflix. I think it's on Hulu. Uh, if you have like an anime subscription service like um, to Animation or Crunchyroll, it's um, it's obviously on there. But um, FMAB um, is great. Um, it's one of my favorite anime um, I've ever seen. Um, it's just really, really, really good. And um, it's very accessible and digestible because it's five seasons. Um, I think it's 12 or 13 episodes a season. So you can actually uh, watch it in a reasonable amount of time. Unlike, you know, trying to sit down and get into like Bleach or One Piece or Dragon Ball Z, where it's just a <laughs> monumental task. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it was great. Highly, highly suggest Woman Alchemist. That's, uh, it, it is on Hulu, by the way. I, I know that because I've actually recently started watching. I've only watched, I think, the first episode, I think, is, is all, that's all I got through at the time. Um, but that is that is definitely, I, I really enjoyed it, and that's one I'm definitely going to continue with. Um, I've never, I've never really gotten into it before. Uh, I had seen a few episodes of the original, and I was like, this looks kind of cool. But it was, I was a lot younger, and I never really... At the time, streaming services weren't even a thing, um, and I didn't have the money to shell out like fifteen to twenty dollars for four episodes uh, on every DVD at uh, Fye. So, because that was the because that was the old ways that we used to get anime, uh, young <laughs> young children. <laughs> uh, oh, the dark ages. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so. Uh, so let's see. You said you said Clone Wars, and then you said uh, for for something that came out this year, and then something that that you enjoyed from you know years past, something you watched just new this year was Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, now you said you do prefer Brotherhood to the original in your in your preference. Uh, yes, I do. Uh, just because um, um, it's the original series is paced um, very slowly. In comparison, um, I think the pacing is much improved uh, um, in uh, the new series compared to the original. Um, and also, it just um, the story obviously feels a lot more complete because they had the entirety of the source material to work with um, as compared yeah. to the original series where they kind of hit a roadblock as far as um, the manga hadn't come out um, and reached where um, the TV show was heading. Um, so, yeah, I would even say I kind of hesitated when I first started to watch on the new series. Um, but uh, after having seen all of it, I, I, I will say that you can jump uh, right into the new series without having watched any of the original. Um, it covers all the same material. Um, the characters are treated better. Um, the pacing is better. You don't really um, miss out on anything um, if you don't watch the original. So you can jump right into it. Fantastic. Um, Jenny, what about you? What was the show that came out this year that you really enjoyed, or a new season that came out this year, or a show that you've just have been really walking through in 2020 that you've just really enjoyed? Something that kind of helped you get through 2020 or anything like that? Um, well, obviously, like, you know, I'll say The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Of course. <laughs> I yes. think, like, that'll probably be on everybody's list. That's, that's probably, probably the top pick for 2020 for us, yeah. Um, and then <clears throat> I didn't realize it came out this year, but it did, um, which is crazy because I think I watched it over the summer. It's just been. Crazy year. I guess I'm going to say that a lot during this podcast. But anyway, um, Never Have I Ever, which is a um, it's a comedy slash drama uh, Netflix original by 
by Mindy Kaling. Um, yeah. And it's very mm-hmm. like, it's kind of, it borders uh, CW type, you know, teenage drama type stuff, but sure. um, but with Mindy Kaling's humor. So it's about this like little Indian girl and um, about her family like living in America and what that's like. And it's really, I, I loved it. Um, it's probably not for everybody, uh, but I really liked it. I love Mindy Kaling. She's one of my favorite writers. Now, so this Mindy Kaling, where where do we know her from? <laughs> uh, funny to mention that. Oh. <laughs> uh, the Office, obviously, I've. I've been watching that every day for like the past 10 years. So um, that's definitely something I definitely clung to, um, of course. Um, Let's see. And then, oh, I rediscovered, uh, which I'm sure Josh will also talk about, The Challenge, um, which if you aren't familiar, um, it's a a MTV original series um, that me and Josh actually watched probably way before we should have uh when we were <laughs> i don't know though i was like young i was like 10 or so um but anyway it's a uh, reality tv show for it comes from real world road rules all that stuff um when mtv first started like getting on the reality tv uh well i guess they kind of started it huh I mean, it, it was, it was yeah, pretty it was close chaos. to it, yeah. Um, but basically what they do, it's kind of like Survivor with a whole bunch of uh, sometimes trashy drama, but it's mm-hmm. great. And um, But they, they, they're they in like their 36th season, 37th season. Yeah, yeah, and they had two seasons come out this year. Uh, one of them is just now airing right now. And um, so, yeah, I've been, I rediscovered that. A friend told me it was on CBS All Access, and I got that streaming service just for the challenge um so shout out to that friend uh and yeah that's what that's what i've been doing as far as tv is concerned (laughs) now speaking of streaming services and of course you mentioned the office so of course we have four days left of the office on netflix Mm -hmm. are you making the switch to peacock yes uh okay gotcha So I know some yeah. people have been doing Amazon Prime, just buying the whole series. Some people well, and I, I have all the whole series. Y'all got that for me for Christmas last mm-hmm. year. I've been prepared, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I like what Peacock's going to do with it. I think they're going to um, – they're adding some extras that I think will be really neat. And uh, I'm going to see if I'm, – yeah, I'm going to do that. They were making – if I remember correctly, they said that they were going to be doing different things like a, like a certain, like, playlist, correct? They're going to have so. certain playlists, and they're also going to have, like, uh, just, like, background noise, sort of, mm-hmm. like, that's going to be, like, they're calling it Office Zen, mm-hmm. uh, which <laughs> is great. Like, I keep Office on anyway for just background noise, yeah. so this will be really cool to see what they do with that. Um, so, and I think <clears throat> they're going to have, like, certain, like, interviews with people and stuff like that on it, so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. Sweet. Fantastic. Yeah. All right, Josh. What what were some of your picks for uh, for this year? And uh, I mean, of course, obviously the talent was was a the big best one. thing probably that happened <clears throat> all year long <laughs> was when Jenny told me. He said, "Do you know CBS All Access has the challenge?" Which my next question was like, "What is CBS All Access?" Yeah. And then I was like, "Jake, it's happening right now. We're getting it." Which, and, by the uh, way, let me just put it out there. CBS is a really crappy streaming service. It is, it is, it is not <laughs> user-friendly at all. So if that tells you how much I enjoy the challenge. Let me tell you like, something. <laughs> it's, it's the worst streaming service I've ever seen. It's, and, it's and so yet, bad. And yet, <laughs> and yet, within a month time, I had watched 26 20 seasons. seasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 26 <laughs> seasons of the challenge on there. 
because you got nothing else to do, so you might as well watch, you know, and, and like, it, it's just great. I mean, And there's a storyline, too, there, there's for a story all line. 36 I, seasons. I sent Jenny an honest text, that, and I was being dead serious, that the best villain arc that no one talks about is Johnny Bananas. And I explained it, and I still don't think her and Jake get it, but it's there, and it's amazing. And uh, and I'm really looking forward to, I know we're not there yet, but 2021, me and you are doing that podcast. Oh, like, yeah. We're, yeah, no, we're going to go through them all. We're going to explain gonna, We're going to start at season love. 11 on, on C, or I guess we can start at season 10, because season 10 is on Netflix yeah, now. Yeah, and, and Netflix is apparently going to be getting more of those. So, so I'm ready for it. So we're going to start on yeah. season 10, and we're just going to go all the way through, and I can't wait for that, because I I think me and Jenny are experts on that show, and, and hopefully uh, people will want to tune into that. Uh, but moving away from from pure art, like <laughs> and the more more less intellectual fare, uh, I really liked Queen's Gambit on Netflix. Uh, oh, I was going to ask you about that. And, yeah. uh, and I'm obviously joking. Queen's Gambit is very intellectual, almost to almost to its detriment. Um, but uh, Queen's Gambit is fantastic. Uh, what I do love about that, Al, and I, I think I even showed this to you, like we did our Witch podcast at one point, and I made a joke saying how much I liked Anya Taylor-Joy's face. And and like you laughed, and everybody I've said that to has laughed about that. And then, of course, Queen's Gambit comes out, and literally every critic is just like, Anya Taylor-Joy has the most expressive face. Or just, a, just a great face. Just a perfect <laughs> face. And she does. Uh, uh, she can literally do more with a look at the camera than just about anybody uh, you know, I mean, I mean, she does more of that than you know, people do with entire movies. And uh, so she's fantastic, and she kind of carries the show. Once again, almost to the detriment, some of the other characters are a little ridiculous. The dude I hate from Game of Thrones that lights his hand on fire is uh, uh, oh, it's one of the. It's it's one of the it's it's one of the, the it's the weird psychic dude that's all like Brad we have to go and like he ends up like his hand on fire. oh cold hands yeah <laughs> no like cold hands he ends up getting killed by the uh uh dude okay his him and his sister are uh, I hate this character Jojen oh, Jojen yes Jojen so, Reed Jojen Reed But it is, it's a really, really solid show. I'm going to include this show. Uh, Fat Kicking Boy will tell me it comes out in 2019. I didn't watch it till 2020, but uh, The Witcher was dominant of the early. Yeah. I mean, everyone's talking about Witcher in January and February. And then yeah, COVID that's happened. fair, yeah. Uh, so The Witcher, I thought, was great. I can't wait for more of it. Um, in my opinion, it was near perfect as far as casting. I know there was a lot of people that were really upset with uh, how they did it and the chronology of it and everything, which is why they're doing it uh, in a more normal way uh, next year. Um, but I really love The Witcher. I thought it was great. And, of course, uh, there was, like, that Mandalorian thing. That the, was, the Mandalorian. That Mandalorian <laughs> thing was pretty good, too, I guess. It was okay. Um, so, r- real quick, before I get into my picks, when does Gojin Reed let his hand on fire? Okay, so there's a part. There's a part where, like, where, like, like I'm not, I know that's, okay, I'm listen. sorry, guys. I know that's a okay. side point. Right. But they've been, they've been kidnapped by the evil, by the evil Night Watch, and he's just sitting there, and he looks at his hand, and it's on fire, and he's like talking. He's like, I too have stared into the. I don't know what he said. He said something that doesn't matter to the story because he dies, and it doesn't matter, and Bran doesn't matter, okay? Because 
But it is there, trust me, okay? He's like literally sitting in the bar. You, you seriously don't remember this? I do not remember this. I remember I remember, I remember John and Ghost saying them. I do not remember this. He is sitting in the bar and like he's talking about like what he's seen or whatever. And like he looks and his hands on fire and like it's just, huh. you know, and it doesn't have anything to do with anything because once again, Ghost and Rick doesn't matter. Because uh, like literally the moment they, I mean, he sends Mirror Reed away as soon as he gets, you know, to his safety place, mm-hmm. you know, so like. Because then the reads really don't matter. So yeah, they don't matter, yeah. Huh, crazy. Yeah. Okay, sorry to go on the Game of Thrones a uh, little uh, tri- trivia trivia uh. there for y'all. Um, <laughs> I'm going to my, my picks. Um, obviously, Mandalorian was a big pick for all of us. Um, if you if you have not uh, checked out our spoiler cast for the season two finale, which we recorded mm-hmm. last week, um, yeah, you definitely should. It's on spot. It's on iTunes. Do, do your thing. Go listen to it. It's great. Um, but we do talk about like everything spoiler in that, um, and, we, and we won't right now. Um, so if you if you are not caught up, do go ahead and get caught up before you listen. Um, but yes, Mandalorian was fantastic. Um, like Josh, just because it came out literally December twenty first of twenty nineteen. I would Real quick, include... did you come out this year? No, uh, season season two did not come out this year, did it? Oh, I think it did because, like, that'd be in my that'd be in my fact, picks. Fact checking girl over here. Uh, Al, could we get a, Could we get a ditty? Fact checking girl. <laughs> Beautiful. That, thank, thank you, Al. Thank you very much. Yes. I, feel like I watched it this. Year. Did you watch it this year? Well, while she's looking that up, uh, that is one of my picks because I am uh, I am kind of late to the game on that one. <clears throat> I started watching the first season during quarantine um, this uh, this year, um, but uh, you is a fantastic series um, starring uh, Penn Badgley, right? Penn Badgley mm-hmm. um, and uh, of Gossip Girl fame, and he is absolutely incredible in this series. Um, the long and short of it is is that he is effectively a stalker. Um, Wow, spoiler alert. he's something that you learn in literally the first 10 minutes um, of the first episode. Um, um, it, it came, it premiered in December of 2019, and obviously it went through. So, so yeah. It's, it's, it's a so, yeah. 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 I mean, same Netflix with the... Netflix was busy in Same December. with The Good Place, though. I, I meant to mention The Good Place rounded up, like they ended, didn't round up, they ended their series no, in January. Okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah, which was... Uh, really good obviously mm-hmm. but anyway go ahead um you is just a fantastic series um you you it, it, it's weird because you'll start rooting <clears throat> you'll start rooting for joe uh pin character and you'll be like oh no they're going to catch him um while he is like i said a stalker um and other th- a lot of other hijinks ensue um <laughs> that happen in that show um which is the best way to describe that series. Um, high jinks. High jinks. Yes, you know, just, just, you know, uh, he's just a little scamp the entire time. Um, <laughs> I just want to go ahead and say the fan correspondence does not condone anything Joe does. Yeah, no, 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 not at all. No. Joe is absolutely a, a toxic, horrible person. However, between the writing 
and Pim Basley's acting, you start rooting for him, and then you have to start second guessing yourself, and then you go, no, wait, I don't want him to get away with what he's doing. This is this is bad. These it's, are bad, it's bad kind things. Of, it's a it's a mind. Uh, so <laughs> it is a mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, it is very interesting. Um, it has it has quite a few meta jokes. Definitely, I would definitely say that uh, there is a lot of commentary on modern day uh, society, especially within social media. Um, but it is definitely, definitely worth watching. Uh, just And uh, my next pick, just like Josh was saying, The Witcher is absolutely fantastic. Um, they, a lot of people, like he said, they did kind of struggle with the chronology of it, the fact that you are introduced to characters in disparate parts of time, um, which then all converge at the same time at, uh, towards the end. Um, but the showrunners have already said that they did that to get the characters introduced and get their storylines out there so that the second season, and I believe from, from now on, uh, will be a much more linear, uh, linear series. Um, I personally loved it. I, I love, and I love the different chronology. I loved, uh, the world building, understanding the history of what was happening with the different countries. Um, and yeah, it's just a fantastic series to watch. Henry Cavill, Henry Cavill was born to play Geralt. Uh, I didn't know that until I watched the series. Um, but he just was. He just he 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 looks the part. The voice is the voice is perfect. His mannerisms are fantastic. I'm currently rewatching the series right now because I'm also reading the first book, so I'm kind of going back and forth on that right now. Um, and it's just it's it's fantastic. It's definitely definitely worth checking out. Um, so yeah. Uh, oh, one other one that I forgot to mention. That does come out in October. Uh, the Haunting of Blind Manor is the second in the uh, Haunting series. So, of course, the Ooh, follow yeah. to the Haunting of Hill House. Uh, fantastic, fantastic series. Definitely worth checking out. It is not... I'll go ahead and give you the same warning that everyone else complained about from from it. It's not as spooky as the first one. Um, it still has some moments. Trust me. There are, there are some moments where 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 uh, got myself a little spooked. Um and some people say it drags. I really didn't think so. It's uh, it's more of a slow burn, slow burn uh, drama than than the first one was, where the first one definitely added a lot more horror elements into it. Um, but it's still fantastic. I really enjoyed the series. Um, you could even make the argument that maybe the ending's actually a bit better than the first one. I don't personally because I really love the first one. Um, but I've seen some people, they said they preferred the ending to the second one, so, um, but it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, a lot of the same cast from the first season is in there. Mike Flanagan is still the, uh, the showrunner on it and still the main writer. Um, he only directs the first episode, but I thought, I thought it was really kind of interesting to see the different, uh, styles the different directors were taking throughout each, um, concurrent episode following that. And, uh, yeah, it's just a fantastic series, definitely worth checking out. Um, any, yes. Did anybody, I didn't get a chance to, and I could be wrong, maybe it didn't come out this year, but even in it, uh, Umbrella Academy, the second season. Second season did come out this year. I still have not had a chance to watch it. Has anyone seen it yet? No. Yeah. And I love the first season. Al, did you watch the second season of Umbrella Academy? Uh, no. Um, I did, I did watch season one earlier this year, but I have not watched season two yet. I need to. Yeah, I'm it's, uh, well, 
We can all say the first season's really good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I just knew that was a big talking point because, you know, also, like, Michael Romance is apparently coming back, and uh, it's been a whole mm-hmm. thing. So I just mm-hmm. wondered if... It's been a Gerard Way kind of year. Right. Yeah, that's fair that's, in a lot of ways. Um, but, yeah. And then, like I said, it's a good place. Uh, I forgot to mention that when I was talking, but, um, yeah. Other than that, yeah. Oh, one show that I did watch um, this year that... Came out like towards the end. I think it started in October of last year, uh, but I didn't get a chance to watch it until around January, February. Um, was the Watchmen series on HBO um, or HBO mm-hmm. Max if you got the streaming service? Um, this was a weird one, um, but I loved it. That's why it's weird because if you know anything about the fandom correspondence, um, we're not really big Watchmen fans here, despite our love for comic books. Um, I have actually, I actually wrote a uh, article about why I thought that the Watchmen really actually hurt comic books in a lot of ways, um, and in my opinion, I still, I still believe with that. I, I understand the history of what happens, and when it comes down to '85 to the the boom and '93 and different things that happen um, throughout the '90s, which really hurt the comic book industry. Um, but the interesting thing about the series is that, in my opinion, or the, the HBO series, is that it takes everything that I kind of hated about The Watchmen and it turns it on its head and actually really kind of makes it into a genuinely fantastic storyline, including an, a, a flashback episode that is probably one of the best hours of television I've ever seen. Um, I, I, will, I will never forget. Josh watching this and then telling me for probably about two weeks you need to watch Watchmen and I kept saying I'm not going to because I, I had no desire to watch this show because um, I, I didn't think it, we needed a Watchmen show because once again I hated the comic um, but I, I loved every second of it um, and also it was the uh, it was the first place I'd ever heard about uh, about the, the, the massacre at Tulsa and that was a very eye-opening experience to, to hear about that um, so it also has some historical value as, as well there. Um, but yeah, that's definitely, definitely one we're checking out. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely worth checking out. All right. Um, moving on. <clears throat> so the last area of what I want to talk about, <clears throat> because like, like I said, movies, movies took a hit this year. Um, a lot of things got pushed back. Uh, Tenet did come out. Wonder Woman 1984 just recently came out um both of those were really good both of those were a lot of fun uh new mutants finally came out which <laughs> um and uh the less said about that one the better um you won soul there's yeah. a handful there, but it wasn't it wasn't a great year it, it wasn't yeah um, there's, but there's a big one you're forgetting jacob what is the big one i'm forgetting sonic the hedgehog Oh, that was this year. Yeah. Uh, I still haven't been watching it though. I need, I need to. It's um, actually a lot of fun. But I, heard, I really enjoyed it. I, I heard it was. I heard that one was actually a really good one. Or just if nothing else, it was a lot of fun to watch. I, I heard. Um, yes, yeah, definitely want to check out. Um, but the good news about most of those things is that even the ones that got pushed back, most of them were pushed back to next year. So that means that 2021 is about to be a massive year for films. Um, we hope so. We, we hope so. Yes, we we, we hope we, we sincerely hope that we're that we're getting that we will get back to a state of normalcy where films and movie theaters will return to a uh, 
to our normal normal place. Um, but I mean, just off the top of my head, movies that are coming out in 2021, Black, um, Widow. Black Widow, Dune, um, mm-hmm. The Eternals, <clears throat> uh, Robert Pattinson, Batman is was that 2021? No, I got that back. That's 2022 now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that so that one's out. It was originally um, coming out on my birthday. What an interesting day that would have been. That's really sad. Yeah, I know. You know? Now you don't get a Batman movie on your birthday. Yeah. I'm sorry, Josh. Well, me and Al will make a homemade Batman movie for you. On, on I, pr- I would. I, I gotta be honest. That'd be even better. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be even better. Um. <laughs> uh, let's see. Other uh, other movies. Anything off the top of your all heads? Oh, it's Onward came out. Oh, was that this year? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't even this year. Yeah, that was really good. I heard great things about it. I didn't. I didn't see it, but. Yeah, it was great. It was great. That's a good one. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, Disney saving grace. Uh, that's something. Of course, that happened at the end of 2019, but that's been definitely been a big thing this year for me. Um, watching different movies. And Did you mention Dune? Yes, yeah, I said Dune. Okay. That, was, that was the first one I mentioned. What were you gonna say, Al? Um, I think for next year, uh, one of the biggest ones for me uh, is Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, I'm really excited for that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of intrigued to see what they do with that. Um, just just because I'm I I kind of hated the uh, t- was it 2014 2015? Uh, that was 2016. 2016. Gotcha. 2016. It's it's one of the few movies I've ever fallen asleep in. Um, I just I did not enjoy that one. Um, so I'm kind of interested to see what that what they do with it with a different version of the reboot, um, yeah. So yeah, that, that's definitely a big a big one as well. Any top, I mean, I'm black. I'm assuming Black Widow is just the top of all of our list. We all want to see Black Widow as soon as we can. Yeah, yeah. Any um, any yeah. big ones for you guys? I guess Suicide Squad is coming out next year too. Is, right? is, that, is that next uh, year? Okay. It's on Warner Brothers' list of movies that they're giving away. Yeah, that's that's actually a big one. Um, we're, I mean, Warner Brothers, all their movies that they're releasing in theaters, are, they'll be releasing the same day on HBO Max, um, which is that's that's an interesting that's thing. Um, it kind of makes you think that Warner Brothers might not think that we're going to be getting back to a sense of normalcy within at least the next year, which is kind of a scary thought. But you know, we're 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 hopeful. We're we're going to see what happens. Um, so yeah. But anyways, <clears throat> uh, oh, and something we didn't talk about in shows uh, for 2021. We, well, we'll get to that in a second. Um, we haven't talked about shows for 2021. We, we haven't talked about 2021. Yeah, that, that, was, that was the only time. So we that's why we haven't about talked about it. Yeah. You're right. You're right. We didn't forget it. We just haven't Ex- talked about excuse it. Excuse me. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. So in the meantime, we'll talk about the, in my opinion, the biggest industry of the year, the one that didn't take as many hits as, as I thought it would. Um, and that's the video game industry. Um, it has been a massive, massive year for video games. Um, I remember in tw- uh, last year, I remember saying that after 2008, I think 2020 is going to be the biggest, or 2018, I think 2020 is going to be the biggest year for video games of all time with some fantastic hits that came out this year. Um, so, I mean, we're, we're going to start, uh, Jenny, I'll tell you what, we're going to start with you. Um, don't know why I said with you. Um, <laughs> what's up with you, girl? Um, you. What, 
<laughs> what uh, what were some of your top some top games that you played this year? It doesn't necessarily even have to be a 2020 game, but just top games that you played this year that just got you through the year. Because I, I know at least one of them, and I know that was 2020 game. So mm-hmm. you know. word. Um. So yeah, Animal Crossing for mm-hmm. sure. Of course. Um, I really wish you'd just been like, yeah, I'll play a lot of Bloodborne this year. Yeah, Bloodborne was great. No, uh, Animal Crossing, yes. Um, Fall Guys was super fun. Yeah. Love that. Um, Obviously, at the beginning of the year, played a little bit Overcooked, which Mm -hmm. was super fun always. Which I don't know why I like that game. Like, on paper, I should, I honestly hate that game. Uh, But I do. I love it. It's a lot of fun um, to yell at people. Yeah. Um, let's see. Is, uh, it's overcooked the true test of friendship of how of how much you can really care about a person. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Would, yeah, you would say that. I'd yeah. say yeah. I feel like it's a good initiation. Okay. It says a lot about a person by how There's, they lose. There have been a lot of a lot of times we've left places after playing Overcooked in silence. So I don't know if it's a test. That's, that's true. That's true. But that's we friendship. but we stay friends with those people. We did. I mean, yeah, so, we still talk to them for all, like two weeks. All four of us are still here together, you know. <laughs> so, um, I'm trying to think what else. There, that was the yeah, the one time that uh, a, a frequent listener, Jacob Hicks. It was the only time I ever heard him raise, your, raise his voice at you. And he cussed at um, me. And he cussed at you. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. Will, he may deny that mm-hmm. still. Uh-huh. Um, there was a point when he when he did it. I mean, I wasn't did trying to call it. him out. Yeah, that was um, all uh, that was all hardesty. Okay, so. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but but, I, but uh, I remember, and it was it was a delight. Let me tell you. We're pretty resil- uh, resilient. Mm. Um, trying to think. Oh, no, it was it was mostly all Animal Crossing until I started back to work, and then sadly my gaming kind of went downhill, and it was really sad. It is, it is sad. I know. Sad. But uh, I did get Hyrule Warriors for Christmas, mm-hmm. so yes. we're gonna be diving into that tomorrow, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure that's gonna be. Uh, I think it counts for 2020. Oh, absolutely. Um. So yeah. Absolutely. All right, Josh. Top picks for you this year. What's, uh, what's on your shirt there, man? <laughs> uh, yeah, obviously, I love The Last of Us, too. That's no shocker if you've listened to the uh, uh, to the gaming podcast um, uh, we did. I mean, that's to me, was the was the game of the generation. And, uh, um, you know, I just, I, you know, I, I love the series. Um, and I just, I think it's a, it's a really, really strong story. And, you know, if you haven't played it, you probably should. Uh, um, but uh, I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be out to the punch because I mean I'll be honest probably the game I played the second most this year so probably been Hades uh, I put in fact I beat Al I beat Hades again tonight man I had a had a nice run with a with a shield tonight man it was nice uh, it was pretty, yeah I've uh, I will say though here here's what I'm gonna say about Hades okay all right and this is this is my main issue with Hades um is that i don't know if i've ever faced a boss more unfair other than maybe shao khan and mortal kombat 2 um you know and uh and that's that's my that's the that's the thing it's like it, it just it just sometimes sometimes it's just unfair you know mm-hmm. and 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 i'm just I, I just get really upset and if you get it wrong you have a bad loadout or something you know you just it just it, things just don't go well for you, but I do I do love Hades. I think it's I think uh, that that game has been um, has been a phenomenon this year, and I honestly think um, I think the 
there's there's a there's a piece that either me or Al need to write or a podcast we need to do on how Hades rise coincided with Cyberpunk's demise um, because I think they do tell two completely different um, stories about how games get made. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the way, I'm playing Cyberpunk right now, um, you know, and that did come out in 2020 for good or for bad, and um, it's it's definitely a video game. It's definitely, it is a video game, and it is something that you uh, sit down with and uh, play with on your PlayStation 4, and uh, sometimes it's, sometimes, it's, actually, what I will say is sometimes it's a video game. Sometimes it runs, and sometimes it doesn't, and when it runs, it's a video game, and when it doesn't, it's not a video game. It's an exercise in, uh, in uh, anger. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, those, those, when I think back on 2020, the two games I will think of will probably be Last of Us and, uh, Haiti. Those are the, those are two that really stand out to me. And there were a lot of good games in 2020. Um, but those are the two that stand out to me the most. Definitely good picks. Definitely good picks. Al, what about you, man? I mean, I, I know we're, I know a lot of what we're going to be doing here is just kind of retreading from the, uh, from the, uh, gener- from the eighth generation podcast, but Hey man. I mean, these are the games we played in 2020. So, what, what were some of your top picks this year? Um, yeah, man. Um, as Josh said, there were a lot of um, great games. Um, a lot of the games that there was such a good variety of games that came out this year that you could really you could really kind of handcraft um, on your gaming experience on any given day, uh, kind of based off just kind of where you were just like in, in your headspace and your um, feelings and emotions and stuff, just kind of with everything uh, um, going on, you know, you had um, the great um, game, uh, the last of us part two. Um, I kind of ran through that game. I played that entire game, like in, in three or four days, uh, very long sessions. Um, And that's a game where like you go into it, you know, you go into a session of The Last of Us 2 and you're just like, okay, this is, you know, I'm going to be in a dark place for a little bit <laughs> as I play this game and afterwards because the game is is very intense and um, it's very dark, uh, but it's it's still very, it's it's still very enjoyable, um, uh, which I think is an experience that um, I've really only had uh, with video games when it comes to entertainment, um, to be so immersed in something very dark and very intense, but still having um, I'm an enjoyable time with it, usually. Um, Doom Eternal was um, another game I sank a lot of hours into. Um, I adore that game. I love Doom. Um, if y'all listen to uh, the top five uh, podcasts we put out, uh, you know, it was a really tough call uh, for me in my top five list if I was going to go with Doom 2016 or Doom Eternal. Um, I ended up going with Doom 2016, but I mean, any given day, um, I would just as well go with Doom Eternal. I think that both of those games are really strong, like nines out of tens. Um, the Ancient Gods ELC for Doom Eternal, which came out a couple of months ago, um, is one of the best challenges in a video game I've played for like a really, really long time. Um, it's very well made. It has a couple annoying things in it, but um, it's just very well done. Um, and then also sank a bunch of hours here in the last um, few weeks into um, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, um, as Jenny talked about. Um, 
I got uh, that game as a birthday gift from three very beautiful, wonderful people in my lives. Um, and then um, that game's a blast. Um, I think they really improved um, just about in every area from the first Hyrule uh, Warriors game. Um, it's probably my favorite uh, Warriors-esque game that I've ever played. Um, I beat the campaign uh, last week. I'm in a bunch of the post-game stuff now. But um, you can you can lose some hours um, in Age of Calamity and, and not even realize they're gone, <laughs> which is a really, a really dangerous thing. Um, and then, uh, of course, as Josh said, I think um, tons of hours in the Hades, a game I'm, I'm still playing. Um, if anybody uh, comes by my streams on Twitch, uh, which is a hobby I started to do this year, I've also been playing through the Halo games, um, most of them for the very first time. Um, in 2021, I'm going to start in on Halo 4. Um, I'm going to figure out a way to, um, to stream Halo 5 um, as well. Um, so yeah, if y'all are into some first-person shooter action, then come by for those streams. Um, but yeah, this was a great year for video games. Um, I know earlier this year, um, I was talking to Josh. Uh, we might have even been talking on the podcast, but um, Josh said something along the lines of like, you know, if you aren't into video games, then like this year was just an unimaginable challenge for you because that's what that's what we that's what a lot of us did with the majority of our time um in quarantine and um and things like that is we played games um and you know thank god for video games even if the industry is questionable at times you know honestly yeah. thank god for video games there's a, a fantastic uh last of us two podcast with me and al just want to throw that out there as a plug great Great podcast, though. Yes, de- definitely worth listening to. Um, no, you're you're absolutely correct, man. I mean, <clears throat> this was a. I mean, this was one of the better years for games, and it was. I was incredibly thankful to have video games because, you know, a lot of people when they when they view games, they they kind of look at them as a as a way of escapism, and you know, and some people will be like, oh, that's not good to escape from reality so much. I I, I respectfully disagree with anyone who's ever said that. Um, especially, especially for a year like this, you know, you, you go out and things can look so bleak and so dark. You just want to go home. You just want to kind of turn, maybe turn off your head a little bit, you know, and just, just play, play some Animal Crossing, you know, build a, build a snowman, collect, collect and pull weeds and, you know, collect bugs and stuff like that. And just, just have fun, you know, or or you want to, I mean, I was telling I was telling Jenny and Josh, I uh, they got me Hyrule Warriors for Christmas as well. It's actually funny because me and Jenny both opened uh, it at the same time. Uh, mine and Josh's uh, copy to her, and then her and Josh's copy to me. Um, and I started playing it, and it was it was one of those games where I was I was taken back to where I was like nine or ten um, because it play it play it, it just it reminded me so much of like my my earliest experiences with the Dynasty Warrior games, and that's. Moments like that are things that you absolutely needed in a year like this, um, mm-hmm. where you could you could genuinely just do things for a little bit, um, and so that's so so yeah. I mean, Hyrule Warriors is definitely is definitely one for me. Um, even even though like I have just played just like the first two levels, but it's been so much fun, and I can already tell that I'm going to I'm going to love the rest of this game unless they take a dramatic turn and like 
Raiden from Metal Gear Solid 2 comes out of nowhere and you have to play as him the rest of the game. Um, which, I would, I would honestly, I would, I, if that happens, you let me know, I will buy that game tomorrow. Oh my gosh. Um, uh, I mean, other big ones I played this year, I, I, I have not sank as many hours into it as Al and Josh have, but Hades is fantastic. Um, played a, quite a bit, probably more than I should have, of Call of Duty Warzone. Um, Battle Royales are weird for me because I once, because I will either be like, I don't really care for Battle Royales, or then I'll get into one and then I'll be like, well, this is all I'm going to play for the next like week. And then I'll stop playing for a while and then I'll play something else and then it'll be the only thing I play for another week. You know, so it's, it's a back and forth with that one. Um, but I, I think, I mean, of course, you, you also had, you know, incredible story-driven games this year, like Last of Us Part Two, Ghost Tsushima. Um, but I think the genuine most fun I had this year, like a game where just I just couldn't really stop smiling while I was playing it. Um, and it was the same way with, the, with its predecessor, and that was Spider-Man Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the when, when I got my PS5. That was the first game I got because I was like, "That's the that's that's the game," you know. Like that was the that was the, that that was the one, you know, for me. It must and be nice. I, Sorry, I had to do that. Did, did, did you have to do that? I, did, I had to do that. Um, it was um, it's a, it's such a fun game just to play because it's just just like the 2018 Spider Man. It's just fun just to swing. And just to explore the city and just have a blast with the different mechanics of it, um, and then and then of course you also have a top-notch story alongside as well. So I, I can't recommend that game enough to people, um, even if you're not really a Spider-Man fan or you don't really know a whole lot about Miles Morales. Because that's because uh, also that's kind of a sad thing. Some people don't know who Miles is, which is which is sad because Miles is fantastic. Um, it, it is a womp womp. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you definitely you need to learn some more about Miles Morales. He he's a great character. Um, yeah. Definitely play the game, and if you have a chance, watch Into the Spider Verse as soon as you can. Um, it should still be on Netflix, I think. I think it's leaving soon, but it's definitely worth uh, trying to get trying to get into it as quick as you can, because um, that's a fantastic movie. Um, so so yeah, you know that's that's probably my top pick, my top pick for the year of just games that, that'll just, that are just fun to play, you know, cause I, I, as much as I love last of us Two, it's kind of hard to say that, 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 that you could pick that game up if you're, uh, you know, have, having a rough year, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe you should, that's, that's when you kind of got to judge on, on your own uh, mental stability at the time. Cause it's, that is not an easy game to get through, um, emotionally. So, uh, so yeah. All right. Any other gaming picks? No? Okay. Well, I think... I just want to say, because like when I think of things that helped me get through the year, um, you know, I was very fortunate this year to to be in a position where um, I wasn't alone all that much. Um, I either had a roommate or uh, that, of course, I got... Also, I can't end this podcast without pointing out the fact that um, um, I married my wife um, as well this year, which was definitely a highlight Ooh, for me. Um, that was definitely to a big thing for me. To the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, I was very fortunate to be in a position where um, I didn't have to be alone a lot of the time. Uh, um, I had roommates. Um, 
um, anytime I didn't have my wife and dogs here with me. Um, I had roommates, um, and that was really nice. But um, um, still, though, um, not being able to see a lot of my friends um, a lot of the time, um, not being able to have a lot of um, people just kind of physically in my space. Um, I would find it hard to talk about things that got me through the year without talking about um, um, a lot of, like, uh, the YouTubers and Twitch streamers and podcasters and just kind of the content creators um, who I listened to um, um, and enjoyed, uh, you know, being able to to throw on, you know, a podcast from Hassle Super Beast or like uh, as podcast on the left um, and hear those guys talk about stuff I'm interested in or hopping on YouTube and throwing on um, a Let's Play by like the Super Beer Bros or hopping on Twitch and watching a on the Twitch stream and stuff. Um, it was really great for for kind of simulating that experience of, you know, having people in your life again. Um, and um, sounds kind of silly in some ways. And I know, you know, you don't ever want to take the idea of, um, of parasocial relationships, you know, um, too seriously. But um, at the same time, for a lot of people who just didn't have a lot of folks physically around them. Um, content creators did a lot of really good work this year. So I just want to kind of give them a shout out for just kind of having social lives still be accessible um, in some way or another when a lot of us were isolated and quarantined and things like that. Also, a uh, <clears throat> piggybacking off of that, and uh, we got to give a quick shout out to Ryan George um so you you introduced you introduced me to i think either late last year or the beginning of this year and i have if i haven't watched every pitch meeting then i'm i'm missing i'm it, it's one of the rare rare ones or one of the earliest ones he did um because i have watched so much of so much of his stuff and his other videos are hilarious too um so yeah ryan george is definitely one, one of one of my favorites um me and Josh have kind of become addicted to uh, Maggie Mae Fish and Lindsay Ellis on YouTube. Yeah. Um, both of them are fantastic, fantastic um, content creators. They, they do, they do. I will say the one thing that's kind of iffy about them is that they do some of these like longer video essays. So it's not something that you can just kind of toss on like quick segments. It's something you kind of have to sit down for. But for a lot of people that are, you know, still quarantine or quarantine, and still trying to uh, you know stay at home. That's actually a good thing. So, you know, kudos to them. They're they they put out some fantastic stuff this year. Um, any, what, what about were there any like content creators like YouTube uh, people that you really kind of got into this year or really enjoyed this year? Um, yeah, I'm really into um, this YouTuber named Maria Gloria. She, I guess you would categorize her as a uh, makeup YouTuber, but she does a lot more on her channel. Um, like, she'll do movie reviews and, uh, like, even talk about TV shows and uh, just a bunch of different things. Um, she so, did the In the Tall Grass review, right? Yes, that's right, Which yeah. She does really obscure okay. movies most mm. of the time, but, like, it's funny. Like, it's... Like you can actively go searching for, but she's just—I really like her personality. Um, uh, but honestly, as far as YouTube's concerned, like I just always look at random stuff. Ryan George was definitely one of them, though. Um, trying to think, 
Tabitha Brown, yes, love her. Uh, I don't know if Trevor Noah counts, but... Uh, <laughs> Trevor, Trevor Noah and Don Oliver helped, helped us all get, get through 2020, so yeah. No, but I, I do know when I get on uh, the YouTube, I, YouTube, yes. I do uh, go to Trevor Noah's page, so I guess he counts. Um, trying to think. That's probably about as far as YouTubers go, but... Yeah. I mean, I, I watch a lot of their clips um, just on YouTube of, of Trevor Noah and John Oliver. So both, I would consider both of them yeah. part of it this year, definitely. Um, I know they they both start on Comedy Central and HBO, but they've definitely had a big YouTube following as well this year. So is there anyone that you kind of paid attention to this year that I kind of missed? I yeah, I mean, uh, uh, um, I've always been a big fan of Alana Pierce. I think she's really good at what she does. Yeah. Where she's, uh, she's moving to Sony Santa Monica Studios. I don't know if you knew that or not, I, I but, did, uh, I did hear about that. but she'll be working on God of War two now. So she's uh, she's definitely uh, she's moved up in the world. Uh, but I think that's a good thing. She's always been a very positive influence in the gaming community. I I, I think personally, she's got a lot of haters that I don't really understand. But I don't know. It's females in the gaming community just get a lot of haters in general. Um, but uh, I, I will say I will say this. Uh, there's a guy who's you know. Uh, and I, I, I don't have a whole. I haven't kept up with pro wrestling as much as here as I usually do. There's a guy by the name of Brian Zane who's fantastic. Uh, he does wrestling with regret, and uh, and I would I would suggest him if you're a wrestling fan. But uh, he's also just a good guy in general. He does a lot for charities. Does a lot for, um, you know, just to just to help out his community. Uh, and uh, so he he's just he. That's the thing about YouTubers. I like the ones that are you know somewhat wholesome i guess you know I mean, not not in like a content way but just like but they're not horrible because so many youtubers i think mm -hmm. really are and like that's one reason why i like Lindsay ellis and maggie may fish and uh you know and a lot of pierce is that they uh you know they're they're actively trying to put out content that isn't just you know ridiculousness and uh you know donkey donkey's the same way i think you know donkey did this uh thing where he was talking about how he's not doing any more good videos and it was kind of this uh, almost like Andy Kaufman kind of, you know, referendum on YouTube society where he just like, you know, did like these clickbait videos for about a week and they, they were hilarious, but they're also very cutting and, and just people put thought into things on YouTube. That's really what, uh, what I like. Uh, but then I also like things like the renewed mind is the key. So, you know, like I, I, I'm kind of a hypocrite when it comes to it as well. Uh, oh, Stake Bentley. Uh, I've, how many times have I watched Cowboy Bebop in the West? It's Stake. Okay, Stake Bentley has done has done four videos. Okay, <laughs> two of them I can, I don't watch because I don't know anything about it. Okay, but he did one that was how One Punch Man is about depression, how Pong is about growing up, and then the one that I first one I watched was Metal Gear Solid Four was a mistake, and it's fantastic, but it's also three hours long. And then he did one called Cowboy Bebop in the West, which is probably one of the best videos on Cowboy Bebop I've ever watched. And I've watched a lot of stuff on Cowboy Bebop. And it's about 40 minutes long. But I've, how many times have I watched that video? Probably. It's, it's been a lot. Yeah, you, you, you'll come out and just be watching it. Like it's, just, it's just a great video. And he's really good at what he does. What's, what's funny is like there will be times where um, my YouTube on you know, Roku or, or my PlayStation 
will still be signed into the fan and correspondence one and not my personal account, mm -hmm. which means that you and I are basically sharing a YouTube account. Mm -hmm. So there will be multiple times where I'll just go to the search and it'll just say stay bitly at the time. Yeah. And it'll be, but it, I think I think the funniest part is like it'll be like days apart. Like it'll like we'll go a few days without it, but then we just always get right back to stay bitly, hey, you know, just. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, those are those are some people I really I really enjoy their content. Absolutely, and and Al, thank thank you for mentioning that because that, that is an, an important one and one that I kind of I didn't I didn't really focus I didn't focus on enough uh, in, in this because I mean of course we're we're trying to be content creators as well you know and the 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 ones who like us the ones who are trying to actually put thought to what they're doing the ones who are trying to actually put you know good content out and the ones who are genuinely wholesome to their fans and actually try to try to actually do some good with what they do. That's that's an important thing. And uh, people like that are the ones that we definitely need to try and support. Um, and to the best of my knowledge, all the ones that we've mentioned um, are all like that. Um, so, yeah. All right, guys. Um, you know, you already mentioned the... Uh, I was going to do, like, top gaming picks for 2021, but, like, really, God, the God of War Ragnarok is the only one that's really kind of been confirmed for next year right now that's a big one if I, if I were, unless you guys can think of other ones um well I would, i'm assuming pokemon snap i mean pokemon snap will is my uh game of the year for 2021 already mm -hmm. so you know so i haven't played it but it's, it's there mm -hmm. um but i mean you know there's i mean there's stuff coming out i mean i'm assuming i'm like i'm assuming pokemon snap I'm assuming there'll be something pokemon related other than pokemon snap since mm -hmm. we're you know having the anniversary next year mm -hmm. um and of course, uh, Breath of the Wild Two could still be a thing. That's interesting about Nintendo is that they could, they could literally come out tomorrow and be like Breath of the Wild Two next Friday, and then we just simultaneously we'd freak out, but then we'd also just be like, all right, guess we gotta go buy it, you know? Yeah. Just... Well, Legend of Zelda turns thirty-five this year. Oh goodness, you're right. So, so that's why that's why so, they waited. Yeah, well, that's the thing. That's Rumor, but I don't know if they will. Oh, so they Nintendo's going to be a big year. So Nintendo's going to have a big year next year. I guarantee that's what they'll do. Uh, that's the thing. That's that's how Nintendo avoids all this like crunch and and stuff. I mean, they probably do have crunch, but the way they avoid people talking about it is they just, like, they'll be like, "Hey, we got a game coming out in two months," you know. And uh, yeah, that, I mean, that's how to do it, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. Al, is there any top any games that you're really kind of excited for next year that have been announced or things that have been teased or anything? Um, so from all accounts, uh, Resident Evil Village, which was advertised as Resident Evil 8, now Capcom is saying, well, it's not really Resident Evil 8, but I'm staring at a picture of the logo and the, <laughs> <laughs> the Roman numerals for 8 are like staring back at me like, yeah, so what are you going to do? Are you going to say it? So, like, I guess <laughs> guess it's not really Resident Evil 8. I don't know what they're doing. But that's supposed to come out next year. I'll be very excited to get my hands on that. Um, uh, the new Ratchet & Clank um, game, which I just freaking love, the Ratchet & Clank games so much. Um, that's supposed to come out next year. Um, the... Harry Potter RPG is tentatively scheduled for next year. I'd like to take this time to um, encourage everybody to not buy that um, because the official story is J.K. Rowling is not um, involved with it. Um, it. It's a Harry Potter game, 
so she's going to get a cut of the cake, and J.K. Rowling is a terrible person. So I encourage everyone to not buy that game and play any of the other games coming out next year. And that's all I'll say on that. Um, at the um, at the sincere risk of whatever you said, you did cut out a J.K. Rowling as a what? I, I was kind of hoping he, he censored himself. That was oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> oh, oh, no, I did not. I'm sorry about that. Um, I called her a terrible person. Um, if we weren't uh, being recorded, there are some other um, things I would call her. But, you know, let's keep it PG-13. Yeah, yeah. Hey, thank you. Uh, I, yeah. I, I, as editor, I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. So, so yeah, t- definitely big ones on that. Um, last one to talk about. Okay. So Disney Plus had a, I mean, Disney in general had a massive uh, showcase the last couple, uh, about a month ago now. And then they started, and then like a week later, they were like, oh, and here's all the trailers from it for those who weren't at the, at the, <laughs> at the uh, premiere or whatever. And um, I mean, if we if we stop talking about 2021 without talking about the Disney Plus Marvel shows, we have failed at what we do, in my opinion, because um, because something in like two weeks we're gonna have WandaVision, and then I can't remember the exact dates, but I know this year we're getting What If, uh, we're getting. Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and then Jenny, we're getting another show this year, aren't we? Or isn't there isn't isn't there another show that's coming out? Oh, I guess I believe Loki. Is Lo- coming oh, out. Lo- yeah. okay, there's a Loki. Show. <laughs> oh, flew completely under my radar. Um, um, I'm very very excited to see what they do with those. Um, it looks like they're taking heavily from the Loki comics that came out shortly after the uh, um, Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want those. I'm assuming we'll get Hawkeye too, because Kate Bishop is. I mean, we're getting a lot oh, yeah. of, we're getting a lot of uh, uh, pictures of you know Kate Bishop and Pizza Jeremy Dog. Renner and Pizza Dog. Mm-hmm. So Yay. Pizza Dog is confirmed for Hawkeye, yeah. which, which is Dog. which is real, which was really the biggest concern for me of that show. Same, same. Um, we need more dogs in 2020. Abs- absolutely. And cats. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and animals. I'm I'm just I'm very excited to see what they do with these different series um, because there's a lot of questions that I have from every trailer that they've shown of every series, um, and and the thing is it's like they the, these aren't side stories these aren't side characters these are it's it's Tom Hiddleston as Loki it's you know Sebastian Stan as Anthony Mackie and Anthony Mackie. Whoa. Whoa! Sebastian asked me. Whoa! You know something we don't like. <laughs> halfway, halfway through, uh, Anthony Mackie just lifts up his face. It's just a mask. And it's just Sebastian Stan playing both characters. You know? Wow! What a twist! <laughs> Excuse me, Sebastian Stan as Bucky Barnes slash the Winter Soldier, and Anthony Mackie as Falcon slash. Presumably now uh, the new Captain America. I did. I did appreciate that they uh, they're still kind of keeping. I think he's still gonna be called the Falcon though. Oh, I think it'll be Captain America. I, I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, I mean, the show's called. You know, Falcons in the name of the show. Mm. So 
it's, it's yeah. Yeah. That is a thing. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, then, of course, WandaVision just looks absolutely insane. Um, everything I've seen from that looks... Which that comes out in like two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, but I'm really excited for it. I think it's going to be really interesting. But the yeah. thing is, is, like, all of these will have repercussions for the... I mean, because all of them fall out of Endgame. Um, and I think all of them will have repercussions for the MCU going forward. Um, I know that Black Widow and Eternals were both supposed to come out before these series. But I think after that, I think most of these series will actually have a direct impact to the films that are coming out in the following year. So we'll just have to kind of wait and see on that. Of course, Witcher 2, uh, Josh already uh, mentioned that. Witcher Season 2. Excuse me, Witcher Season 2 mm-hmm. happening next year. That's when people get confused that we're going to talk about a game that came out in 2010. No, no, yeah, not quite. So. Never mind, you're right. Excuse me. Okay, Witcher Season 2 is happening sometime this year, uh, presumably. I think they or no, no, they, they confirmed that. Um, supposedly Castlevania Season 4 is happening soon. Um, mm. Sam Dietz randomly showed uh, pictures from Season 4. They're already working on art for it and everything, So, and they're filming. So... But I mean, that was that's really not really as much of a surprise to me because season three of Castlevania was announced in like January and it was coming out in March. So, you know, I'm and I'm already ready for for another for a new season. Um, so, so yeah. Kill them all, Isaac. Yes, Josh just wants Josh just loves Isaac, which is really weird. But you it's know, not just, weird. This, this, okay, but this humanity had their shot. They had their right? shot. That, I, that's that's the well, yeah. There, there you go. This. <laughs> um, trying to think other big things in 2021. I'm blanking on pretty much anything else. You guys got any bigger big picks or anything, or anything no. we've kind of missed? I mean, I know, I know we've got, I know we've got stuff playing in 2021, but I don't really want to, don't really want to give away too much on that mm-hmm. just yet. So we actually start until we actually start to get a bit closer to it. Um, yeah, I think I think this coming year is going to be the most TV I've ever watched because I don't watch a ton of TV as it is, but there's just a lot of stuff coming out that I'm going to have to watch. Um, mm-hmm. So, so it'll be fun. Oh, uh, book of book or Huh. Yeah, something. That's why I didn't bring that up. Yeah. So, so yeah, you'll just have to wonder what we're talking about forever and ever now because the EIC <laughs> doesn't know what he's doing on his own podcast. Let's just let's just say the Star Wars universe seemingly has some a few things in plan. Yeah. Whoa. 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 So, Whoa. so we're excited about that. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Thank, thank you to the uh, the, the PR and HR. Person, uh, Raven, just ha- handling handling that internally. Thank you. <laughs> oh goodness! If uh, if we're if we're done looking ahead, I will. I'm gonna end, or you know, and you guys can maybe pick back on this. But uh, my favorite moment of 2020, without a doubt, was me walking into a podcast and getting asked to defend Lorelai Gilmore. Uh, yeah. Nothing, nothing in 2020 will top that. And uh, that goes, and that just kind of circles back to the idea that uh, 2020 was the year that we did start doing podcasts, started doing a lot more so fandom correspondence, and 
uh, you know, when I think of 2020, like, yeah, it's been rough, but it, it gave us this opportunity. And I don't know if we'll ever do anything big of this, but I've had a blast doing all these. Um, and uh, I hope, you know, next year we can even double down even more and do way more stuff. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I feel like uh, it's kind of the whole year kind of uh, jump-started. Um, well, I mean, like, a lot of things that we had planned for this site that we just kept pushing back just mm-hmm. because of, like, work and what have you. So, um, but, yeah, I, I remember during quarantine, I would look forward to, like, when we would do some of our podcasts. Like, those were, like, the things that, like, you know, kind of definitely helped keep me going. So I would say the uh, mm-hmm. fam correspondence kept me going this year. That's for sure. Al, what about you? Um, Yeah, man. I mean, as um, as Josh and Jenny said, um, uh, this year was really, um, I was really rough just with everything going on. Um, I was very blessed and fortunate in um, a lot of ways. Um, Had a lot of um, very big um, challenges and difficulties that came up in um, a lot of other ways. But um, it's, you know, it's just, we, when we started to do Phantom Correspondent stuff in general, uh, or at least when Jacob made um, the questionable decision to um, include me um, in Phantom Correspondent stuff, um, you know, I went in and I... Oh, Jacob, this I went into it with a mentality of just like I'm gonna do this because it sounds fun, and um, I'll probably continue to do it until it isn't fun anymore. Um, and you know, we're you know, we aren't like a huge operation, it's not as if any of us are doing this as like our full time job. We would love to be able to do this as, a, as our full time job for sure, but um. You know, I got to say, like, as challenging as this year was, um, there was not a single point um, at any time this year when I was not having fun uh, uh, with fandom correspondent stuff. Um, It was just a blast every time. Um, And, you know, uh, I try to say this every time I'm on a podcast with y'all, but um, everybody who tunes in, who listens to our podcast, who stops by the Twitch streams and chats, even if it's us for a few seconds, um, everybody who watches our video content, reads our articles, all that good stuff, um, especially people who donate to the Patreon, that's just absurdly awesome to me. Um, We appreciate each and every single one of you. Um, who take time out of their day and their crazy 2020 year to um, hang out with us. Uh, We really do appreciate it. Um, All of you have made this um, a lot of fun. Um, And I've just, it's just been proof that um, I'm down to keep doing this kind of stuff for a very long time to come. So, yeah. Yeah, I can't, I, I couldn't agree more everything that's been said um if 2020 did one thing for me it actually re honestly it rejuvenated my love for fan correspondence and my love for what we've done with the site with this with this podcast um with our streams 
I know that our streaming schedule has been kind of iffy, especially with me getting a new job uh, in the fall, you know, and it's probably going to be that way for a little bit. But fortunately, if you have the time, um, Al as Red Lanyard, and he is on, you can find him on the tree on Instagram or on the uh, Fan Correspondence website. You can find a link there for it. Um, his streams have been fantastic to watch on the days where I was actually able to. Um, and you guys definitely could check him out. And I think I think Josh and Jenny are also going to be working on doing some more streams here soon because they have a little bit, they have a little bit more. Um, their schedules are a little bit more conducive to do to doing it instead of mine right now. Um, but like Al said, we we absolutely cannot thank you all enough. If you have been tuning into us, whether you just sat down and listened to an entire two-hour podcast of us prattling on about things that we enjoyed in 2020, or whether you've been reading articles, you know, watching the streams, uh, making sure to comment, making sure to the, – the big thing is talking to us about it. Like we – at least for me, I, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate someone coming up to me and saying, I really enjoyed this that you did. Um, I know that sounds conceited. I know that sounds kind of kind of selfish, but it's when you put a lot of work into something and to actually have someone, you know, reference it or mention it back to you, um, not even, even if they don't say they like it, even if someone came up to me and was like, yeah, I don't really care for that, uh, that, that two hour podcast, listen to the entire thing, you know, even at that point, I'd be like, dude, you sat through an entire two hour podcast. I still appreciate you, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, any, any kind of feedback at, at, at this point is, so, is something that really does mean the world to us and we really do appreciate it um you know and so we once again we just kind of thank you all enough for sticking for sticking with us uh all throughout 2020 um we hope to have some more things coming uh, we don't hope we're going to have a lot a lot more things coming for you in 2021 some big things planned i got some i got some pretty big uh podcasts planned right now um once my schedule kind of switches a little bit, I will be getting back to streaming. I've got some pretty good ideas on that, and uh, yeah, we've just got we've got a lot of stuff planned, and we and we're very very excited to to share that with you, and to share the love of fandom with you all that that you all have already shared with us. Because as we have always said here, fandom is for everyone, and this year proved it more than anything else in my opinion. So, thank you all once again for tuning in. Um, we hope that your 2020 has been as good as it possibly could be, and we hope that your 2021 um, is going to be your our best year yet, and your best year yet as well. So thank you all again so much. Y'all have a wonderful evening.